This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. Hello and welcome to Fields of Fantasy. We're back again. Uh, again, no pestle this time. He'll be back soon for those pestle lovers. But it's me and Tom as we continue with our deep dives. Tom, how are you? Awesome. 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 That's a, quite an exciting adjective to use. I think Pest will be disappointed if you've not saved that for him. <laughs> so we move on to uh, the next team in the NFC North. We've done the Bears and the Packers. But we're going to move on to have a look at the Detroit Lions. And it's someone that I've been looking at. Thoughts on the Lions? They finished last season 9-8. and eight. Uh, Did they just miss out on the playoffs? Just, yeah. Did the Packers have something to do with that? Yes, yeah, they yes, did, didn't they? Did. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they'll be looking to well recover from that this season. They had a great offence at times last season. Their defence very much let them down. Uh, let's get started then. So we're going to start off with quarterbacks, as we always do. Uh, and the Lions quarterback is Jared Goff. So currently going as QB 17, which is the end of round 10. He comes off the back of a great season where he ended up as QB 10. Uh, as he managed to eliminate the picks that had played him at times in LA. I think the fact that uh, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson has stayed in Detroit, there was buzz about him maybe getting a head coach job, is very good news for Goff. They, they work very well together. I think there is some value in Goff going at QB 17. He's dependable option. And I'd, I'd take other quarterbacks going around about at the same time. For example... You must be sick and tired of us mentioning him, Danny Dimes. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, I'm, I'm kind of a bit more up on this year as well with Sean Payton. So, so yeah, Goff is not someone who'll let you down, but um, there is, there, there's, there's value there as well. What, what are your thoughts on Goff? Is he someone that you draft? Uh, no, like you, I struggle to draft him, but it's perhaps unfair. You know, and last season, they, I mean, the whole Lions offense was a huge surprise, wasn't it? And a real, real positive. Um, you know, around him, like you say, you've got Danny Dimes, you've got Gino. Uh, so I'd probably aim for one of those two. But, I mean, he's got no competition. It was it Le- They took Levis, didn't they? Um, Did they take Levis? No, no Levis. Hooker. They took Hooker. Hooker, Hooker Hendon Hooker, Hooker yes. Yeah, I've not, not even made any you know, notes on Hooker. No. Well, no, because he's not going to be a feature, is he? He's not really going to be relevant. Um, so I like Goff, but I just... Uh, maybe I have a Danny Dimes-style bias against Jerry Goff. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's someone that, that will have a good season uh, and he won't let you down. So we move on to wide receivers. Now, the Lions have got a massive stable of wide receivers. They've got eight on their books. Obviously, all eight of them won't make the final um, the final cut. But there is one clear superstar and an undisputed number one, and that is Amon Ra, who is currently going as wide receiver nine, which is in the middle of the second round. And I'll be honest, I, I expect Amon Ra to have another huge season, especially if you look at Detroit's early defensive matchups. In the first half of the season, on paper, they have some very favourable matchups for their wide receivers. He finished last year as wide receiver seven, with over 100 receptions and six touchdowns. Touchdowns dried up a little bit in the second half of the season. I would not be surprised at all if he ends up as a top five wide receiver. He's not going to let you down. And he scored 10 or more fantasy points in 13 of his 16 games last season. So he doesn't really have blowouts. He'll always get you a few receptions. Are you hot on the sun, God? I love Armin Ra. I'm thinking about it. Maybe I should draft Goff more because I do love Armin Ra. Um, you know, he was a real surprise when he came out, wasn't he, in his first season. Managed to pop up as the 21-ranked uh, 21 wide receiver overall, and then seventh last year. He's just a monster. He's hard to get hold of. 
and like all these very very early players you know he's a slam dunk isn't he straight away take him no problem any who are you really taking the first two rounds who's not going to be good you know yeah there's a, yeah that you're exactly right that that's why they're going in the first couple of rounds aren't they and I, I do think there's maybe a tiny bit of value in Amon Ra you know going as wide receiver nine yeah like you struggle yeah, to name yeah. eight wide receivers who will have a better season than me he is a bit of a superstar once you move past him, though, then there are a lot of other wide receivers. So there are several wide receivers who could be fantasy relevant. But I think wide receiver two is probably going to be Jamison Williams. Even with his gambling suspension and the fact that he missed most of his rookie season with an ACL tear, let, let's not forget that he is super fast and he's a hugely exciting talent. He just really hasn't had the chance to show it off yet. As I said, he will miss the first six games, but it could be worth picking him up and stashing him on your bench. He could, could crush his ADP if things go well for him because he's going as wide receiver 50, which is kind of like round like late nine, early 10. Um, so yeah, he's someone, you, you're going to have to take a risk on him with that gambling suspension, but he does have the potential, especially in Dynasty, to be a long-term, really top-tier wide receiver. Yeah, I've acquired him wherever I can in Dynasty. Um, I think he, <clears throat> there were a very, we, you had a very strong wide receiver class when he came out and he was supposed to be the best, wasn't he? They, they said he was better than Larve, better than Garrett Wilson. You know, all these players have been fantastic. He hasn't done anything yet. He wasn't particularly great. He was injured last year, wasn't he, the start for sort yeah. of the first eight or so games. Yeah, he, most of the season, yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't come in really and pull up any particular trees. I'm incredibly disappointed. You know, I have a slight worry that it could be, a, you know, one of these huge mistakes, this player you've, I've overdrafted and you know, may end up being a flop, but the talent is definitely there if he can just get it together. And the Lions, you know, there's been no inkling of them dropping him or anything like that. No, no issue there, have they? They've just stood by him. So I think he, he's a great bench stash for later, but, you know, difficult to take him early. Yeah, and I think there are there are several other wide receivers who could be fantasy relevant, especially before Williams returns. You've got players like Marvin Jones Jr., Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, Denzel Mims, but I don't think any of them are really worth talking about no, in any, any no, great depth. No. So let's move on to running backs. And it gets quite interesting when you get to running backs in Detroit because um, I think it was a bit of a surprise that they drafted a running back so early in, in last year's draft. And let's talk about Jameer Gibbs, who I think is probably going to be RB1 uh, in Detroit. It's not definite, but it's looking likely. He's currently going as RB14 and round three. So his, his youth is very much seeing him being picked up in a lot of dynasty leagues. He could eat up some of the receptions that Jameson Williams vacates in the first six weeks because he's very much a, a pass-catching running back. They've invested that serious draft capital in him. He went 12th overall, which was a bit of a surprise. They trade up for him. Yeah, they? they traded up yeah. for him as well. So you, you expect to see him feature heavily in the receiving game. At Alabama, he was RB1 with 926 rushing yards, but also caught 44 receptions for 444 yards, which is a good average uh, yard per carry. He's probably the RB1. But for me, I don't know about you, he's going a bit too high for my liking, even with that dynasty outlook. Yeah, I mean, you've talked him up absolutely fantastically, <laughs> um, you know, and he looks great. It was a shock, wasn't it? I was surprised they moved on from Swift. Um, quick trade, they uh, took Gibbs, uh, traded up to take Gibbs, then a quick trade away for Swift. Um, he looks to take Swift's role, doesn't he? Hopefully he's not as soft. Um, Swift was accused of being soft, wasn't he? He looks to take that role there. It's just a bit too early, you know, RB14. For a rookie who's, and, and obviously, you know, not on Bijan's level, yeah, too early for me. Yeah, he, he went very early and he's got competition in Detroit and that's, 
That's from David Montgomery, who's going significantly later. He's going as RB30 towards the end of round six. I vividly remember talking about him last season, towards the end of the season, about how he needed to play for a contract, which he did. And he got he got a, a decent three-year deal. Now, Monty's a fairly steady RB2, maybe RB3. Uh, and he averaged 10.9 points per game, fancy, last season. Um, he'll benefit from Jamal Williams's departure because I think you can probably expect Monty to be the goal line running back. So he should pick up a few more touchdowns than he did last season. He only ended up with five last season. I'd take him over players that are going in a similar sort of range like Pacheco, Javante Williams. Uh, they're going ahead of him at the moment. So I would take Montgomery ahead of them. Uh, there is that question mark over Gibbs, whereas I do feel Montgomery's proved himself uh, over, the, over the last few years. Uh, are you a Monty fan? Uh, no, but he's a very capable player. I haven't drafted him loads, but I'm, I wouldn't be adverse to drafting him. He's my real big worry for Gibbs. As you say, I think he will take that Jamal Williams role. He's the bigger body back, isn't he? Gibbs is clearly the pass catcher. <laughs> Montgomery could very easily take those between the tackle runs as well. Will it be a 1A, 1B split? You know, will neither of them give monster numbers? Yeah, I mean, with Jared Goff, he's not a rusher, is he? So he's not going to be taking no, much of no. that workload. But yeah, I think you're right. It could be more of a split than maybe people are expecting. So that just leaves us with the tight ends. And I was going to talk about Brock Wright. Uh, he could be a very deep sleeper to stash on your bench or, or a late pickup in best ball. He did score three touchdowns late in the season and might have the odd good game. Uh, he's often going undrafted, Brock Wright. So maybe a, a, someone to pick up in the very last round. But I wanted to talk about another one of the rookie tight ends, and that's Sam Laporta, who's going as tight end 17, rounds 11-12. I'm not sure if he will be the tight end one at the Lions, but I think he's the most likely to, uh, you know, to try and strive to replace TJ Hawkinson. I expect him to feature heavily. He's another player who might benefit from that Williams suspension early in the season. Um, he's got that chance to be a tight end one, but more likely points-wise, I'd say to be a tight end two. He did feature heavily as a receiving tight end in college. He's got great hands and decent pace to boot, so he might be someone worth picking up. But I wonder whether tight end 17 is a little bit too early at the moment. But um, we, we know we talk about rookie tight ends. Again, there's a lot of them, a lot of high quality tight ends that have come through this year. What are your thoughts on the Porter? I wonder if people are just a little bit distracted by the fact he went to Iowa. Obviously, Iowa is known for producing Kittle, Hawkinson and Fant. You know, I like Laporta, but he's a rookie tight end, isn't he? You know, you've already said it. It's, it's way too early. I know tight end is a mess. I mean, in a rookie draft and a dynasty draft, definitely take him. I think he could be a good punt. But in redraft, you know, you certainly don't want him to be your tight end one. Yeah, he's someone that, that that could have a decent season, maybe got a big future. And you make that good point about the Lions. They, they've developed some good uh, tight ends over the years. And, you know, if you can go on to do as well as Hawkinson, uh, that would be, be very good for the Lions. So, uh, well, we'll finish off talking about the Lions then. Do you expect them to have a similar sort of season to last season? Do you think they'll sneak the playoffs? Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think they look strong on offense, don't they? They've improved. Um, it will come down to how Gibbs and Montgomery work. I think not having Williams is going to be a diff make it more difficult for them. But the, the NFC North is very open, isn't it? Yeah, I think we, we, we've looked at the three teams so far. We'll look yeah. at the, the, the almost runaway winners last year, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, who did really well despite getting a lot of stick next time. But, but yeah, very open division. Uh, so yeah, that's it. We're, we're nearly done with the NFC North. Our next show, we will be looking at the Minnesota Vikings. I think uh, Mr. Pestle will be back. So all you Pestle lovers will be very excited. So maybe for the last time in a while, um, I'll let you call the taxi, Tom. Malcolm, take us home. 
You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.